Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. All right, welcome everybody to Infinite Impact Radio and TV, the show for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. And I'm excited, I've got one of my favorite couples on today, some friends that I decided to bring on the show because they're doing some really, really cool stuff. And they uh, have something new that came out that I want to share with everybody. So this is Marty and Amanda White, and I'm just going to read a brief intro, if y'all don't mind, and then I'm going to let you guys jump in and just sort of fix all the potholes that I leave in the statement. So. Go, go for it. All right, so Marty and Amanda White help former athletes re help former athletes reawaken their competitive spirit with inspirational coaching so they can thrive at their ideal body weight and lead their families and teams more effectively. So sounds like you guys are really tuned in to making a positive impact out there. So I appreciate you coming on the show. And if you want to share anything else related to that intro, please do and definitely introduce yourselves. All right. Well, it all started uh, really back whenever I, I found myself in this place several years after my sports career had ended. And, you know, it's like we, we don't all go out on top, like in our athletic careers. Like it's, it's not like if you're a baseball player that you're going to win the World Series and then stop. It's like most of us – you know, like we play our last game in high school or we play our last game in college and, you know, you might not even win. In in my case, you know, I didn't win. And um, pretty soon after, you know, sports career ended, like I know I knew it was coming to an end. I was okay with it at the time. But before you knew it, you kind of like settle into life. College happened, school happened, got a girlfriend who would eventually become the wife. And you – you just start to settle in. And so one day I woke up uh, and I was teaching school in the Mississippi Delta. I was a band director and a science teacher. And I found myself in this spot where I, I was a hundred pounds overweight. It's sort of like, what happened to me, man? And it, it was, it was one of those things where there was one night where I was directing a Christmas concert, you know, and I, and I wasn't like, the Bugs Bunny type of band director who was like, <laughs> like I really wasn't getting that into it. I I just like really just conducted a band concert, like kind of nonchalantly, if you will, and woke up the next day and felt like I had gotten hit by a truck. I was, I was like, man, you're in really, really bad shape. So, um, that, that path continued on both of, uh, both of us were, uh, we we lived together at the start of of our marriage, and Amanda had to move back to our hometown to take care of her grandmother, and she took a job over there. So it was it was there were a lot of factors and a lot of things going on that were really putting a strain on it. 
and um, eventually one night, uh, shortly after she had come home from the doctor with a bad diagnosis, I'll let her tell you more about that in a minute, but she had come home from the doctor with a bad diagnosis, and I was sitting on the couch drinking beer, watching The Ultimate Fighter, uh, wondering, like, man, what would it be like to to actually be one of those guys, like they are literally putting their health on the line. And like, here I am, it's like, I won't even take care of myself enough to be healthy, to be in that spot. So that was really the moment that inspired me and, and the moment where the competitive spirit really started to wake back up. And it was ultimately the story of, of chasing that to where I was uh, able to take the actions I needed to take as far as changing the nutrition habits, changing the fitness, changing the way I was living my life. And uh, ultimately, I, I ended up reviving my career, having a very short run in an MMA career, amateur MMA career. Let me be clear here, like not UFC level, but <laughs> it, it was it was enough. And, um, you know, life had other plans. I got derailed by injury again. Uh, and so the rug was pulled out from underneath me yet again, and I had to really address, uh, some issues anyway, but along the way, whenever I stopped and took a breath for a second, I was like, Hey man, you lost a hundred pounds and you kept it off for five years. And everybody was like, dude, that's the amazing part. Why don't you do that? I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like I just hadn't thought that much about it. And, uh, I sort of came to the realization that if I did not stop and help other people with this, do the same thing, I would be doing a disservice to the people that I could really help. So that was really the, the start of how we got on this path. Yeah. yeah like I was, um, I'm a six time all-star in softball and like growing up for the what, 15, 16 years that, that I was playing sports, like that was my life. So that, that's what I looked forward to. I dominated in the sport. I was the team captain. And then like, it was like Marty said, it was just pulled out from under him and I didn't go anywhere further with that. Um, and I came from like a broken household and my grandparents raised me. And so I was like, that was hard all in its own, but at, in school I was bullied a lot. I was made fun of but when I was on that softball field like nobody could touch me I was unstoppable and then I turn 18 and it's like oh crap what do I do now I went to college um, I went on a band scholarship because I didn't I didn't have the passion to play softball anymore I just I I I didn't like the sport I didn't watch the sport I didn't have anything to do with it and one of my best friends tried out for the tennis team in college. And she was like, Amanda, we need some girls. Will you come and try out and see if you make the team and we can hang out all the time. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Never played tennis before in my life. Um, and I walked in, I made the team. I, was, I made number two out of 10. So that was really awesome. But my heart wasn't in it. Like I, I played the sport because like I was able to socialize and, and, and be with my best friend more than I was had to be in class so to speak so um but the tennis just I mean it, it had me being active and and I had that competitiveness that that I was able to to get that you know get that out there but it just wasn't my passion and and I was depressed and 
anxiety took over and then went to college, went to Ole Miss and was in the band. And after we graduated, I graduated with a degree in social work and abnormal psychology. And that, that's really not what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to um, be a child psychologist and that's, that was my passion. I wanted to help children with autism. And with my, I had a minor in music, which was one of the first uh, social work degrees to have a minor in music. So that was really awesome. But it just, it never really happened that way. And it's like Marty said, like after we got married, like our health just declined. Um, we used one of our wedding gifts all the time, which was a fry daddy. So, I mean, the pounds just kind of like packed on, you could just throw it in and eat it. And then you just felt sluggish and I wasn't active anymore. So I had gotten to 363 pounds at my heaviest. And she's five foot two. And I'm five, one and a half. Five, one. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to the doctor, like Marty said, and he was like, I want to put you on um, blood pressure medicine, you have endometriosis, you have like stage three endometriosis, um, you have polycystic ovary syndrome, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, it's pretty severe, and we really need to put you on these meds, because, you know, otherwise, it could really hinder your health, and so I left there, and I was like, there is no way in heck that you're going to put me on all these pills, and, and stuff, and just medicate me for the rest of my life, and I told Marty, I was like, something's got to change, and then um, my grandmother passed away shortly after that. And um, that, that was really, really hard for me because like Marty said, I was traveling and kind of like her caregiver and taking her to doctors and stuff like that. And so and that, that was a toll on its own. And my relationships really started to suffer um, because I was um, an assistant teacher at Marty's school and I had to quit that to go and, and help take care of her. And so like all the, all of those relationships that I had gathered from like softball and tennis and college and all those were kind of depleted, you know, and then our relationship started to suffer because I was depressed. We were far away from each other. And when we would see each other, it was like having to rebuild that relationship over and over again. And then when we started working out and eating right or eating better, it became like a competition and I wasn't on board all the way. Marty was gung ho about it. And it wasn't until I realized like, okay, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm the one that can push myself forward and prevail in life until I had that switch turn on was when I actually started to lose weight and keep it off and then start coaching other women to help control like the polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis, like the side effects of those um, through healthy lifestyle and stuff like that. So, I mean, and like building the relationship back up, like with their family and, and friends and coworkers and stuff like that, because, you know, relationships are one of those big important part of having, having a competitive spirit, but also knowing how to um, balance it. So like, your love life's not a competition between the two. Like you have to know how to um, communicate and things of that nature. So that's what, yeah. So yeah, that that's, so that was a that, that was quite the journey. So I, I want to sort of take it a little bit farther because okay. I know from knowing you guys, like the past, maybe it's been two years or so. You've been sort of following a different path, mm -hmm. and um 
you know, not necessarily in the same, like what, what your journey is right now, what your mission is right now, but that was still sort of in the back of your mind. I remember, you know, it's always sort of been there, but my question to you is with everything else that was going on, how did you rediscover this passion? How did you rise back into what I would call is your, the two of you, both of your authentic selves, because you seem to be more sharing more of your authentic self now through this new mission. So how did you find your way back to that? Was it something like one thing that happened or was it a series of events or was it just taking that journey that brought you back? Well, for me, it's, I'm, I'm in a job that I absolutely hate. And so Marty got me to go to actually FHL, which is Funnel Hacking Live last year. And I was sitting in the audience and Jamie Cross was on stage and she was talking about all of her soaps and facial creams and stuff like that. And I was like, huh, I wonder if some, if I could do something like this, that helps women control unwanted body hair because with polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS and endometriosis, it causes a hormone imbalance, which causes like hair growth, like excessive hair growth in women. And, um, so I was like, okay, I think that I'm going to come up with something that helps build confidence in women so they feel more feel beautiful and and can put their faces out there and be confident and do the things that they want to do to kind of motivate that and so I came up with my with my business called sexy she squatch because of the the hair and, and everything and I was bullied by being called sasquatch growing up my entire life and I was like okay well I'll be known as the hairy lady so <laughs> That's where I, um, but it, it goes like the step further with the confidence building and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, what about you as far as? Well, uh, I, I would like to point out before I, I give my take on this, that <laughs> she did this on a dare. This is more of the competitive <laughs> stuff coming out again. As I was like, she was telling me this as we were sitting there on Hacking Live and, and, uh, you know, you know how it goes whenever you tell somebody what they need to do. So instead, I, re- I remembered back to myself whenever I was challenged to literally challenged to t- chase my dreams. I was like, I dare you. So she did. I was, I was, <laughs> I was very proud of her. But I think for both of us, it's been all about trying to find uh, self worth uh, at the end of the day because when whenever I got uh, injured in my MMA career, I was in this spot to where, you know, it was like, you're going to be on the couch more or less for six weeks, unable to really do anything. And meanwhile, like everybody goes to work, everybody's doing their own thing. And this was, this is before I knew like what the hell I was doing in online business at all. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, as I was sitting there coming, coming to these realizations of, of like, I, I, I don't feel valuable to me. Like, and it was, it was causing the competitive spirit, if you will, to bleed out in, uh, in, in very destructive ways. It was literally using significance to tear down everybody else's building instead of, significance to build the tallest building if we're going to take a little something from Tony Robbins on this. So I I realized 
like I lost the hundred pounds and like for the first time in a good long while, I was like, well, I feel like a good worthy person again. But it was really a superficial change because after I got injured and was unhealthy again, my, my self-worth plummeted again. It was just gone. And I realized that I was uh, taking it out on, I was taking it out on her. I would say dumb stuff like, why aren't you as dedicated as I am? Why aren't you eating as clean as I am? Why, why aren't you doing this? And it was like, in the meantime, I was making the same mistakes in other areas of my life. And as soon as I caught that and realized I was doing it, I made it a, a big part of the mission to, to change that and, and the vehicle for change in this particular instance and the, the actual mechanism itself that caused these realizations was storytelling, you know, just getting out there and sharing the message, which started out as playing uh, video games on, on Twitch and telling my story. And then eventually I found click funnels and, and started investigating storytelling both under Russell Brunson and then found Jim Edwards and, started to really make sense of the whole storyline. So that's how we got here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, and I wanted, you sort of led me into the next question, which was for the entrepreneurs listening to this, you know, um, business wise, the big thing, I mean, what would be the big takeaway that you have? I think you touched on it a little bit stories, but how is it that you guys are getting your message out there? Do you find, I mean, what do you find the most effective platform and the most effective, I guess, you know, strategy of doing so? My opinion on this has changed over time, but I would say the best place to start would be with a podcast because for me, especially during the times of, of low self-worth, low self-value. Like I could, I literally could not stand to look at myself on a camera. So I would just cut the audio on, on my phone and talk into it. I could manage to do that. Um, but over time, like I realized that just me personally, like my brain starts going everywhere. And as I tell the story, it's like three loops open up and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then I kind of lose where I am. So um, what I've done recently is go back through, uh, the recordings and have them transcribed and I'll go back and write and really clean up the story. And that's really helped me hone in my message, but, uh, a little more to, uh, the competitive side of business, if you will, on this, the thing that parallels from my story is I was starting to, uh, make the same mistake again just in another area of life like I I was like I'm healthy now now I'm valuable and it's like and then I got to this point now where it's like I started gaining some traction and success in business it's like now I'm worthy again and then I sort of like uh, you know as, as does happens you come up against roadblocks and resistance and then as soon as the plan started to go sideways it's like oh maybe I'm not so valuable anymore so I caught that mistake and didn't allow myself to get caught up in the mindset of like value is determined by how successful you are in the business world, how much money you're making. Uh, your value is, however, equal to the amount of value that you give out to the world, which whether it's podcasts, Facebook lives or blogs, it's like that is you giving value back to the world and ultimately what determines your own self value. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I know, Amanda, I want you to jump into and just share a little bit because the one thing that I recognized in what you did to sort of shine and get your message out was you just went all in. You did not, you were 100% transparent. You talked about, you know, you put yourself out there. Yeah. And um, so do you think by doing that, you were attracting people to you and giving them permission to say, hey, yes, I have this same thing. There's no need for me to be, you know, scared to tell other people about it or embarrassed. Was that something that you were thinking of when you were doing and putting out your message? Oh, absolutely. because you know, growing up with, with the issue myself, like it was, it was degrading. It was, it was, it was just, it was pure hell. And I know that I know of so many other women that kind of hide from it and they think that there's something wrong with that. And it's something to embrace because that, that's your body. That's your, you know, this is your, your shell. Like this is what protects you, you know? And if you're only like within yourself, then you're not going to get past that, that problem or, or that mental um, disease that you have, which is, you know, you're de depressed, you're, you're anxious, you're, um, you're sad all the time. You're, I mean, you're just miserable. Limiting beliefs, yeah. like looking at it from the outside and, and having you know, we all have limiting beliefs, but it's easier to see some, it's always easier to see somebody else's limiting beliefs. Uh, so it's, it's been this journey of, of picking each other up and, and saying, Hey, keep going. You're on the, the right track. Yeah. The, um, I've had a couple of, of women actually reach out and say, listen, like I've tried your products and they're really, really awesome and they're helping me and, and I'm actually, my skin is softer and so everything else is a lot softer and my confidence is going up. And I actually started um, doing my own little radio show talking about my hobby, you know, cause I talk about, you know, um, embracing the things that you enjoy doing rather than the things that you think you should be doing because society tells you to do that. And so, um, that's like my big message is do the things that make you happy and you know in turn you you'll be all around happy in doing that because you'll feel like yes I've done something and do something to give back and that's what we've done is I've always been a huge advocate of um, of charity and things of that nature and and so like my big mission is as the hairy lady so to speak is i want to have a free wig shop in saint jude for the children to come in and get wigs and things of that nature when they start losing their hair from having chemo and so um and what better person to do that than the, the hairy lady you know <laughs> so i mean and it's just a, a way of of me putting out that story because i was vulnerable and I showed like there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. So. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I want to ask you guys something here related to the thing that you guys have out that we're sort of holding on. We're going to let people know here in a minute. Well, I'll go on and spill the beans. You, you guys just wrote a book. Um, so before we get much farther into this, and I forget to ask you about it, because as Marty will tell you, sometimes I forget <laughs> things and then I just sort of like, Oh, by the way, and then I'll come back in for another 30 minutes talking, but um, 
since we're on a time limit, I want you guys to go in and just share a little bit about this book and how it's going to simplify the process for the people listening as it pertains to their health, their wealth, and their relationships. All right. So here's the book right here. It's uh, <laughs> Secrets to Reawaken Your Competitive Spirit, a fitness guide for former athletes. And what it's going to do to simplify on what it is, here's, here's the story behind it. Uh, we were coming up on, or we were fresh off of the gym boat uh, with, with Jim Edwards and sort of came to this realization that like, we, we put a lot of stuff out there, but nothing, nothing concrete as far as like something that you could touch and people go, like, oh man, it's like you, you actually wrote a book. So we were kind of like, we, we need to write a book even though it didn't make much uh, sense from a, a business perspective as, as far as where we were in the business at the time. But we, uh, we sat down over uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas and, and did the interviews uh, for, for the book that would ultimately become the book. And it's all about uh, specific experiences that we had along the way. And it was, the, the best place we need to start because I was uh, going back thinking in the mindset of whenever I actually started to change, uh, the first thing on my mind was like, I got to get my health back. If I'm going to do anything else in life, like you have to have robust health and an abundance of energy and vitality or else you're not going to make it very far. You can have all these ideas. You can have all the, all the money. You can have all this, that, and the other. It's like no health, no, no anything. So um, we just started sharing our biggest breakthroughs and we started sharing the biggest tips, tools, tricks, and strategies that we used and found out along the way. And that's what ultimately became the book. So besides health itself, where, where else can they expect? Obviously you two are a couple. So yeah. <laughs> we've determined that. See, even th that didn't even slip by me. that yeah. <laughs> You two are a couple, a married couple. And you've talked about how, before it was tough when you were separate, you were unhealthy, you were mentally unhealthy, physically unhealthy, probably spiritually unhealthy, emotionally yeah. unhealthy. Right. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to put y'all in all those unhealthy spots, but I mean, it's true. Well, I've that, been there. That, that's, yeah. exact, that's exactly it. So it, it like all, all the things you said manifest themselves in a whole different number of ways. And the, the apparent one slapping us in the face was like, both of you guys are obese and have high blood pressure and other, other sort of lifestyle related illnesses that are forming right now in your mid twenties. But yeah. uh, we also in the book, we get into what that meant for our relationship because, you know, like I said, I uh, did not have the best approach to it at first. Uh, and and you know, neither did she. So it was, it was all about um, taking ownership of our own individual health. And then once once we did that, the health across our relationship and the health across our ability to produce and be productive and actually build the business was the catalyst for everything that's been happening here recently. Yeah, definitely. You know what I find interesting. Um, is I've had this discussion with other entrepreneurs. We talk about how we are our biggest asset, but it's not necessarily just the entrepreneur. 
I mean, in everyday life, you're your biggest asset. You're your biggest asset when it comes to your relationship with your, your wife, with your kids, with whatever. Um, so if you don't focus on what you're talking about and what you teach in the book, then it's, um, that's like the first domino. You push that domino over and it's going to help in all the other parts of your life. So I guess I want to ask you guys one more thing and then we're going to um, wrap this up. But I want to know if you could share like one, maybe just one big takeaway from the book. Just give us a sneak peek of just one thing that you want to share with the audience that they could implement maybe today in their life. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I, 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 I started up. All right. Um, I would say the biggest, the biggest singular takeaway from the book would be to start training again like you're going to train for a sport that you love. Because it's, we all know what we need to do to get in shape. You know, it's like, especially former athletes, like former athletes in particular, like, you're not going to get me with the next magic bullet. You're not going to get me with the next magic pill, powder, potion, fad diet, like whatever. It's like I, I know what it takes to get back in shape. It's like calories in, calories out, get in the gym, right? Right, right. So um, we all know what we need to do. And then uh, where most people mess up is they start with, hey, this is what I need to change. And then before too long, it's like, it feels like uh, this pain, painstaking task. But if you retake on the identity as a competitor, as somebody who has a mission, uh, and it's, it's sports related, for me, it was empowering enough to actually do the things that I needed to do on seemingly autopilot. So it's, that's the big domino for actually doing the things that you need to do. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have anything I, to add, agree, Amanda? Yeah, I agree with that. But I think another thing would be consistency because we talk about being consistent and having a routine and, and actually forming that routine and doing it on a daily basis. And, and so like that one, like just consistency added on to that would is like any, any athlete or a former athlete can remember being consistent in training or being consistent in drills or being consistent in waking up at a specific time and doing certain things like it's, it's consistency. And so I think that that would be another thing to like take away from the book is having that routine, that consistency. And then as you go along, you'll start to identify what it is that has hurt you um, being away from that sport. So that's where we go into like the psychology of um, reawakening that competitive spirit because that's where it that's where it stems from because that was your life for so long that's what you knew and so like getting back into a routine a competitive routine and you know keep going inch by inch you'll you'll finally reawaken that competitive spirit and retire from the hall of fame so mm -hmm. really fun. and and so. just just to to clear it up real big and put a bow on it, we are talking about competing with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Understood. That makes 100% sense. So, um, and I will, I will give 
a big high five to that because I've spent there you go you can see it that way with um the past year that's something that I went through was basically a complete change and those things that you guys mentioned right there were huge in mine consistency I had a morning routine that I was consistent with and I had a com I was competing with myself and specific things I was doing to see if I could get better every day. And um, I wasn't looking for outside. I, I wasn't even telling people really what I was doing. And I wasn't looking for accolades. I was just looking, okay, did I get a little bit better today than I was yesterday? And if the answer is yes, then okay, yeah, I won that day. Um, I did it consistency and I competed with myself a little bit. So that's awesome. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up. I wanna just go through Three big takeaways for the audience that I wrote down here. There were a lot, but um, there's three that I want to mention. Your value is equal to the value you give. I thought that was awesome. That was a really good one. Another one I wrote down was uh, be a beacon of light, be a beacon of light or hope for your tribe. And that basically comes from what Amanda was talking about, how she put herself out there was to discuss something that a lot of people find embarrassing and hid from. And she gave her tribe permission to step out of the shadows, so to say, and be themselves. And then lastly, don't do shoulds. Do what you find that you enjoy, that you love. Don't do it because somebody says you should. So those were three big takeaways that I got from this. So I appreciate both of y'all coming on. And before we jump off, I want you to share again the book that you have. And I know before we, came on, you said you had something for the listeners. So if you want to share that and then also maybe share the best way they can reach out and get in touch with you guys. All right. Well, you can pick up the first three chapters of this book for free. Uh, all you have to do is go to gearedupinsider.com forward slash athlete dash book. So gearedupinsider.com forward slash athlete dash book. And that you'll, you'll get the first three chapters for free. And I will tell you, like, you can go on Amazon and get the book right now. Like, you can get the Kindle version, and there's actually a print version. But if you pick up the three chapters for free, you're also going to get on the wait list for the expert edition of this book, which is going to have even more chapters, which I've been working on now. It's going to have uh, – recipes, uh, workouts, expert interviews, different other sorts of things on there. So you'll get put on the priority uh, wait list to get notified for that too. Oh, that's awesome. So I'll put, I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. And when we share it, we'll put the link in it as well. So everybody can get that. Cause I would recommend you go ahead and get the free chapters and get on the wait list. So you get that other cool stuff. Definitely. So where else can they find you guys? Do you want me to just share some I, I know you sent over a bunch of uh, social media links. I'll put those in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to share? Or you just want to, we'll, we'll just send people to that book link. I think that's probably the best thing so yeah. we don't confuse everybody. So one more time, what's that URL one more time? Gearitupinsider.com forward slash athlete dash book. And awesome. I know, I know what you're going to say. Always have the most confusing URLs. I get it. 
Yeah. I was actually I was actually proud of him for having a URL that was easy to remember. That's why I asked him again. I wanted to make sure that he could remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no further, no further comment on this. Uh, yes, that was from an inside joke from a, a podcast that Marty and I have done together in the past. It sometimes has gotten a little out of hand, but um, but I appreciate both of you guys, Amanda and Marty. Thank you for coming on and sharing this, and I. Look forward to everybody listening and getting some feedback on it. So please definitely leave a review, reach out, go get that book and um, the free chapters from Marty from his non-confusing URL that is in the links in the show notes below. So uh, yeah, thank you everybody for being on and thank you too for joining us today. And I, I look forward to talking to you both soon. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Wow, what another great episode. Our guests are amazing, and I appreciate each and every one of them for spending some time with us. And also, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen or to watch. If you find this valuable and think others would enjoy it too, would you please leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We would appreciate it. Any way you're watching, listening, consuming this, just to get some feedback and to see that you're enjoying the kind of content we're putting out. It would mean the world to us. We want to make sure we're making a positive impact on everybody that's listening. And by doing that, you also help us make sure that other people who may need to hear the messages of my guests will also hear them. So thank you again. I appreciate it. And listen, if you've got a, a desire to start an, an impact, purpose-driven business, but don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to jump on a call with you just to give you some advice, some things I've learned from my guests, some things I've learned from my journey. Just come find me on Facebook. It's Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N, coaching. Evans Putman coaching on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram at Evans Putman. Send me a direct message. However you want to reach out to me, just please do it. I'll be glad to jump on and help you out. And if you think you're perfect for this podcast, I can't wait to hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next Infinite Impact Radio episode.